and more about your sex life or maybe lack of sex life? How does it relate to personal and mental health? Welcome to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio with Jenny Friend, MFT. We'll discuss the topics that you've been asking about, and there's absolutely no need to be shy. Now, here's your host, Jenny Friend. Good Monday morning! Isn't this a wonderful way to start a Monday morning and a new week? Talking about sex, about how to get the energy up and the body vibing, in spite of all the many things that life might try to throw at us to interfere including confusion and embarrassment. Now, last week, Dr. Sandy helped us to understand how we view our bodies has a lot to do, has a very strong impact on who we are sexually and the kinds of sexual behaviors that we engage in. Now, this same kind of an evaluation and judgment of our bodies applies to the things that come from our bodies, including ejaculatory. Now, ejaculatory is usually associated with men. People believe, some people do still believe that only men ejaculate. Yet there's a growing segment of the population, men, women, and professionals who disagree with us. And Dr. Justine is one of those. She's our guest today. She's here to give you the straight information. And without too much more ado, I'm going to introduce her. We'll recap what's available in the archives, all the fascinating stuff that's already there, and what's going to happen in the future of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio later. Dr. Justine, would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do? Hi. So I'm um, Dr. Justine Shuey. I'm a board-certified sexologist and an ASIC certified sexuality educator. Um, I primarily do um, sex education workshops all over the country, mostly on college campuses. I'm also a professor at two colleges, one in New Jersey, one in Pennsylvania. Um, in addition to that, I work at the medical schools as a certified gynecological teaching associate, training future medical professionals on um, how to do breast and pelvic exams on their patients. And then I sit on the board of directors in central New Jersey for GLSEN, which is the Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. Basically, I talk about sex all day, every day, and it is the most fabulous job in the entire world. Wow, you are really busy and all that focused on sex. Why do you do that? You know, it's one of those taboo topics. Most people aren't willing to talk about it. Um, they're not open and honest. Um, individuals aren't getting the information elsewhere. We know that um, a lot of states are still teaching abstinence-only education. And while it's fantastic to tell people to wait until they're ready, eventually people are going to have sex. And so they need to learn how to have good, healthy, hot sex lives um, so that they can enjoy themselves free of shame and guilt. Um, I'm someone who's comfortable talking about taboo subjects. I'm always, you know, the troublemaker out there who um, is pushing buttons. So I love talking about it. I love being able to teach people about something that they're not learning elsewhere um, and just giving them honest, upfront information um, about the things they want to know. Yeah. And you know, you said that your goal is to have, to help them have hot and healthy sex lives. 
And I can really appreciate that being a therapist who sits across the room from lots of women who not only don't have hot and healthy sex lives, but have a lot of damage that's been done to them around their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And so I can appreciate your message and it's, My message and the message of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio, as you know, overall. So we really appreciate you being on Hot and Healthy Sex Radio today and helping us to understand this phenomena of female ejaculation. It's such a fascinating idea. And so... It's and it's one of those things, as I said, that's kind of shrouded in shame and embarrassment. And can you give us some ideas of why we're so ashamed of this fluid, of all the fluids that come from our bodies? So a lot of people, the first time um, as a female that they ejaculate, they often think that they urinated on their partners because people don't know what it is. They didn't get the sex education that says they can. They only heard that men ejaculate. They didn't hear women. Um, when a female ejaculates, it's not going to lead to pregnancy. And so much of the sex education they've received is how to make babies, how to not make babies, and what happens when you made a baby. Um, and, you know, the sexually transmitted infections and things that go along with it. Nobody's talking about sexual pleasure. Female ejaculation is sexual pleasure. People think they urinated because oftentimes the fluid comes out the urethra, um, which is the same place where you urinate from. And so this fluid comes out. It's forced out of the skein's glands, which are glands inside the vagina and up um, to either side of the urethra. And so the fluid gets forced out of the urethra. They think they've urinated on their partner, and they're freaking out because they're uncomfortable with that because urine is this taboo thing as well. You go to the bathroom, it's all in private. You don't talk about it. You don't do it. For someone to think that they may have urinated on their partner, that's a really scary thing for a lot of people. And, you know, when you first stimulate the G-spot, which is often the cause of female ejaculation, when you first stimulate the G-spot, it makes you feel like you have to pee. So if you feel like you had to pee and then you have this fluid gushing out of your urethra, that feels kind of like urine coming out sometimes. You think you peed on your partner and then you have the shame and guilt around it. And then the shame and guilt associated with sexual, female sexual pleasure because nobody talks about that. Um, it's a male's orgasm is often considered the end of the sexual experience. However, it takes most women seven times longer to orgasm than it takes a male, um, generally speaking. So, if women aren't usually coming or, you know, ejaculating on a regular basis without that additional stimulation, um, it's considered an abnormal thing for many people, although it is healthy and normal and fun and hot and healthy and sexy and all those fun things, but nobody's talking about it. Yeah, and nobody talks about a lot of things around sexuality in the human body, do they? Just no. as an yeah, just as an example, I really want to apologize for your picture on the um, <laughs> Hot and Healthy Sex Radio website. It's really cute. I have to admit, it's really cute. But I'm really sorry that they that the text, you know, because I didn't send it to that them that way. I promise. I sent it to them exactly the way you sent it to me. So I have to apologize that the text felt like that they had to cut out your vulva puppet. 
<laughs> you know, I'm not surprised, although I am a little surprised because usually they'll, when it's a male tech, they'll cut me out and they'll just leave the vulva <laughs> up. Um, but that's okay, too. Actually, I have a slightly funny story about that picture posted on my Facebook right after it was taken, which was right around Thanksgiving. And my dad saw it, my very southern dad from Georgia, and he thought it was Tom the turkey because he didn't look very closely. Um, and then once he realized what it was, he was embarrassed and kind of crawled up and hid um, from my Facebook page for the day once he realized that, oh, no, that's not actually a turkey. That's a vulva puppet. And her name is Vicky, by the way. Vicky the vulva oh, puppet. Vicky. Vicky. So uh, I don't know how many people noticed the little lighter color that, down by uh, Dr. Justine's chin and cheek there. But that used to be a vulva puppet there and um so the techs apparently felt that they needed to cut it out for some reason and all of the techs i've talked to are male so (laughs) what can i say (laughs) you know that discomfort is just there i bet you if it was a penis puppet they would have left it out i'm sorry say again i said i bet if it was a penis puppet they would have left it up there you know, I had the same thought, but I, <laughs> I did have that same thought. Okay, so back to female ejaculation. You talked about a lot of things right there in that uh, first little intro. Um, we have a few minutes left here before our commercial break, so I'm wondering if we can kind of slow it down. If you can... Briefly, first of all, tell us why it is that it's so rare, or it seems so rare, for females to ejaculate. Is it really that rare? You know, I don't believe it's really that rare. The problem is that what people see of female ejaculation in porn, which is a very common um, method of sex education for a lot of people, what they're seeing in porn is oftentimes women urinating. They drink a lot of clear fluids, and that's why it shoots out the way it does. Personally, I believe a lot of women ejaculate, but most of them are not shooting across the room. It's not a projectile thing. It's more of a flooding or gushing sensation, um, but because it's not shooting across the room like they see in porn, um, they think that it's not happening, um, but it is. It, it often is. The reason it's shooting like that is if it's just the flooding or gushing in porn, you're not going to be able to see that. You'll see afterwards maybe the puddle on the bed um, or your your partner might feel it on them, on their hand or on your toy or whatever it is that you're using to stimulate your G-spot, but it's not that visual thing that's happening. Personally, I believe that all women are capable of ejaculating um, with the right sort of stimulation, but a lot of people aren't exploring because they don't think the G-spot exists. Or um, when you first stimulate the G-spot, if you're not already aroused when you begin to stimulate it, it can be uncomfortable and sometimes even painful to stimulate ah. that tissue. Ah, And sometimes the fluid is just like, like a, like we feel like it's a heavy lubrication. I mean, you know, we lubricate anyway. And so sometimes the, the, um, what comes out just feels like a lot of extra lubrication. Yep. It um, feels like you just got much, much wetter. 
and that's all that it was. And so people aren't really aware of what it is. They're not sure how it happens. They feel good afterwards. Oftentimes, um, it results in a euphoric feeling for some people can last up to half an hour, um, even longer. Um, Some people feel it's just more intense than a regular orgasm or, you know, the, the orgasms that they might be used to. And then you have the people who also, they might enjoy G-spot stimulation and then they have that sensation like they feel like they're going to have to pee and they stop because uh, they're afraid that they're going to pee on their partner. And so uh, they don't get to the point in which they're ejaculating. And so that's a, a, another um, concern is because they're not getting to that point um, because they stopped themselves, not because they're not capable of doing it. I think uh, many more people, if they had the basic education, like, okay, so it might feel this way, but I should keep going with it. Um, letting people know you should be urinating before and after sexual activity to help reduce your likelihood of getting a urinary tract infection. But also, if you pee beforehand, you're going to know you don't have to pee when you get that sensation. It's just uh-huh. the fluid or the, the tissue swelling up and pressing against the bladder, which is what's making you feel like you have to pee. Um, but if you know, hey, I just went to the bathroom, not going to pee on myself, my toy, my partner, um, I might be more willing to continue on with that stimulation. Uh-huh. Uh, and some people can't even find the G-spot anyway, so we'll have to talk about that a little bit too when we come back. Absolutely. Because it's time for it's getting time for a commercial break. Um later we are after we return from the commercial break we'll be talking more with Dr. Justine about this fascinating topic about female ejaculation. And we're st- what's still to come in Hot and Healthy Sex Radio will come later when we're joined by Michael Kane. So we'll be right back after this commercial break for all that fascinating stuff. look at today's health voice america health and wellness have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Jenny Friend invites you to check out her website for more information about her programs and sessions, which can be conducted in person, by phone, and via Skype. Visit www.centerforclarity.org or call 714-210-9200. Jenny's office is located in Costa Mesa, California. Stop in if you're in the area or connect with Jenny on Skype at Jenny Friend MFT. Jenny is here to help you. Visit www.centerforclarity.org. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America Business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio with host Jenny Friend. If you have a question or comment about our program, we invite you to call into the show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to jennyfriendmft at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. Welcome back. Today, we're talking to Dr. Justine about female ejaculation. Later, Michael Kane is going to drop in on us and help Dr. Justine and I review some of the stuff that's going on that's already in the archives that you can review for your education, as well as talk about what's going to be happening in the future of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. And, of course, we'll have the sex organ question of the week. And maybe one of us will come up with an interesting position to recommend for you for today. But for now, back to female ejaculation. Dr. Justine, you were telling us about the mechanism of female ejaculation, and you mentioned these glands that I, that is not commonly heard in this, in, you know, I couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, would you be willing to tell us what these glands are that you were mentioned? So the skeins glands, spelled S-K-E-N-E apostrophe S, the skeins glands are glands, they're also known as periurethral glands sometimes, um, located inside the vagina. So if I was training one of my medical students to assess these glands, what I would tell them to do is to insert one finger up to about the second knuckle, um, just like your pointer finger, and rotate it up. Um, do a little come-hither motion at 1 o'clock and 11 o'clock, and you're essentially um, palpating those glands. Now, if they were assessing for an infection in there, they would palpate there, there, you know, one eleven, and then 12 o'clock to milk the urethra because the fluid in the skein's glands gets forced into the urethra, and that's how it exits the body. Ah, so that's why G-spot massage, I mean, the G-spot is like in there, right in that vicinity, right? In the middle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and so 
that's so what you talked about about milking those skeins glands that's that's how you do a g-spot massage yes you can use the pads of your fingers um in a come hither motion so the g-spot is located anywhere between one and three inches inside the vagina up towards the belly button um it responds better to a firm pressure as opposed to like a thrusting so the way i teach it when i do workshops on the g-spot and female ejaculation as i tell people to take out the palm of your hand now take your other thumb and place it on the center of the palm of your hand massage the center of the palm of your hand without actually picking up your thumb so you have your your thumb in the middle of your hand and you just massage gently so you can do little circles you can do a back and forth like up and down kind of motion that kind of way to massage it and it's just the pressure that's there as opposed to the thrusting. Now, that's not the only way to stimulate the G-spot. That's just one way that works for a lot of people. So um, a good position to do that in might be if you were bent over in, say, a doggy-style position, you would have, um, or your partner, rather, would have a thumb inserted massaging the G-spot just like you did on the palm of your hand. And then they can use their other fingers externally and stimulate your clitoris at the same time, um, which will just give you, it'll make you feel more relaxed. And um, I find that if you have that dual stimulation when you're stimulating the G-spot, when you get that feeling like you have to pee, you're distracted a little bit by the clitoral stimulation and it helps you relax a little bit because if you're too tensed up, you're not going to experience the female ejaculation. Mm-hmm. Now, isn't this the treatment that was given for uh, women in the twenties that for for insanity for hysterical women? Isn't that what doctors used to do? This G spot massage. From my research, uh, it was more clitoral massage, and what they would be giving them was what the doctors called a hysterical paroxysm of relief, which was essentially an orgasm, and it was um, manual stimulation of the clitoris uh, externally, from what I understand, and then eventually developed um, some vibrators, because if you sat there and manually stimulated the clitoris for eight hours a day, I imagine that your hand would be tired. But it's a cash cow for those doctors. They would be making tons of money. Women would just refer other people into the office, all their friends. They would never die from it. Um, so they, they eventually started developing vibrators that were available for home use. You could get them in like this year's Robux catalog. And then they were taken off the market for a while when they showed up in the dirty movies. But you can get them again now, obviously. Um, they're back. Um, but I actually have a collection of antique vibrators um, that I've collected over the years. So. Oh, really? Yeah, I have about 27 of them right now. Wow. <laughs> and how old is the oldest one? I don't know about the oldest one. The ones that I have with me for my workshops um, where I'm at tonight, I'm doing a workshop on sex and technology. I have a hand crank vibrator, uh, and the date on it is 1908. And then I have an electrical one that plugs into the wall, but it doesn't have a date on it. But I imagine it's from around the same time, late 1800s, early 1900s. They had electricity then? Yes, they did. So the, ah. the vibrator was um, on the market long before, or like a, in an electrified home, long before many other items. Um, ah. So it's another important thing to realize that it was one of the first thing that, uh, things that women had in the house. Um, I can't off the top of my head remember the order of things. I can uh, pull it up. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was one of the few things before like the vacuum. 
Oh, well, that, you know, we got to have the essential equipment at home. Okay. <laughs> so back to the ejaculation. Um, has there been any chemical analysis of this fluid to help women understand that it's really not your, <clears throat> excuse me, that it's really not urine? Yes. Um, I believe a research, not a Rutgers University, I believe Beverly Whipple was um, one of the people working on that project, and they determined it was most similar to prostate fluid in men. Mm, prostate fluid. Oh, okay. So, you know, I, so, oh, interesting, which, which adds to the theory that the G-spot is the uh, prenatal tissue of the prostate. Ah, got it. Okay. So, you know, um, I just wanted to mention that my research said, and I don't know how accurate it is, but my research said that approximately 10% of women ejaculate. I think it's probably higher than that. Um, and that could just be the women who know that's what it is uh, and have self-reported it. Um, because like I had mentioned earlier, a lot of people just think they got really, really wet. Um, they don't think that um, that it was the, the squirting that they see in, in pornography. Uh-huh. Okay. And so you've been talking um, a lot about the connection between the uh, how you get really, really excited and that um, that that has a relationship to whether you're going to squirt or not. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so the idea is is that I mean what I hear you saying is that the more excited the woman is, the more likely she is to ejaculate. Um, somewhat. You have to be aroused before you start the G spot stimulation, and you have to continue the G spot stimulation because if you stop, um, it's obviously not going to happen. If you tense up. It's not going to happen. Um, so you do need to be excited, but you also need to be very relaxed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, in general, women need to be relaxed to to orgasm and to open anyway, don't yeah. they? Uh, yeah. Men, women receive, men give, <laughs> that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so the idea is. You know, whether we want to consciously ejaculate or whether we want to reach the greatest pleasures in general is to create the environment where we can be relaxed and we have the opportunity to become excited. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, you know, this takes us back to many of the things that we have talked about here on Hot and Healthy Sex Radio, about setting up the environment, about preparing for the things that you will need during the interaction. And we haven't really focused on towels and sheets and that kind of stuff very much. <laughs> but really, if we plan on getting excited... Whether we're ejaculators now or not, it sounds like that we should have towels and and stuff like that, tissues, wipes, things like that laying around. Is would you agree with that, Doctor Justine? Absolutely. Um, they do make waterproof sheets, um, so you might want to consider that if you are 
a squirter, as they call it. I know some people that will get like a spare shower curtain and put that down um, underneath their sheets so it doesn't see through. Towels work as well. Older blankets. You can get waterproof blankets as well. Um, but caution, things may get wet. Mm-hmm. And you know that that old shower curtain. I I did that years ago, but I have to tell you, um, the shower curtain under the sheet is not as comfy as the new uh, plastic sheets. <laughs> Absolutely, I know people that also cut like a thin trash bag or something to make that barrier underneath. Um, but you should definitely put a blanket on top. That's just more so it doesn't seep through the mattress. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, so that waterproof lining as well as something to absorb it on the surface so that we're not lying in it or our partner's not lying in it tends to be the kind of trick, huh? Mhm. Okay. Well, good. Well, on that note, let's head for our commercial break. When we get back, we're going to have Michael Kane from Liberator join us to help us talk about the kinds of information that's available on the website already in the archives, as well as where Hot and Healthy Sex Radio is going in the future. We're going to also have our sex organ question of the week. And Dr. Justine has already given us that position, but maybe we can modify it a little bit and talk about how to make that position really comfortable, as well as all of the things that go around it to make that work. So hang on, don't go away, come back with us after this commercial break. Nine different energy systems make up the energy body. Energy is all around us and connects us. Energy exerts a major control over our biology and is a big reason why you should be tuning in to energy medicine and optimal health with your host, Dr. Ann Deatley. We'll explore energy balance techniques, tips, and patterns to keep your flow of energy optimal to maintain maximal health. By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Ready for a revolution in diet and health? Confused about what to eat and how to prioritize your health concerns? Let's turn conventional wisdom on its head and rethink the old rules. Good health means real food, sound sleep, great supplements, and the right exercise. Join holistic nutritionist Beverly Meyer for the Primal Diet Modern Health Show. She'll help you rewrite your human owner's manual. Tune in Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Jenny Friend invites you to check out her website for more information about her programs and sessions, which can be conducted in person, by phone, and via Skype. Visit www.centerforclarity.org 
or call 714-210-9200. Jenny's office is located in Costa Mesa, California. Stop in if you're in the area or connect with Jenny on Skype at Jenny Friend MFT. Jenny is here to help you. Visit www.centerforclarity.org. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio with host Jenny Friend. If you have a question or comment about our program, we invite you to call into the show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to jennyfriendmft at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. Welcome back. And I want to thank again Dr. Justine for clearing up the mystery about female ejaculation. Now the listeners of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio are going to have the opportunity to review the archives to see all of the good stuff that's there, just in case you missed any of it, and to look at the step forward. And you'll be the first ones to hear what's coming up in the future for Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. And then, of course, we'll have the sex organ question of the week, and we'll have that interesting position, and we'll uh, see if we can work on modifying Dr. Justine's there in just a minute. So I want to talk about how Dr. Cindy and I started Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. We started creating it with the idea that we wanted to highlight sexuality and the health benefits of sexuality in a positive and viable way in our mostly sex-negative societies still. And we wanted to do that by giving accurate biological, sociological, and psychological information in a relaxed and fun attitude. Between Dr. Cindy and myself and our fascinating guests, I think we've done that. Why don't you call in with your opinion, 866-472-5792, or email me with it at jennyfriendmft at sbcglobal.net. In addition to Dr. Cindy and I, I've had fascinating guests with all kinds of expertise in an array of sexually relevant topics. Some of those topics were so specific that we could cover them in one show, one episode of the show. Other topics were so complex and multifaceted that we could only pick one interesting piece to look at this season. So those topics, those, those fascinating ones, so multifaceted, are the ones that we will be looking at other perspectives of, other angles of in the future of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. We're going to take a short break from it. I've got some interesting things in my life coming up, some changes that I need to work with. And so I will be off the air live 
for a while. But the archives will still be there. And that information will still be available to you. And you can always suggest to me by emailing me new things that you'd like to come up. And that's one of the reasons that I ask Michael Kane to come on with me today because he was one of our fascinating guests as well as Mr. Science who told us about what people are thinking today, not 20, 30, 40 years ago, but today. He's taken information on his website and compiling it for us, asking great questions. We also had NLP practitioner Susan McIntosh telling us how all that information, all those ideas, those beliefs are stored in the brain and how that process, those processes guide our thoughts, feelings, and behaviors around sexuality. Then, of course, we talked about erotic travel with Michael Manahan, who whisked us off to all corners of the world. But destinations and resorts change all the time. And, of course, other erotic travel agencies have a different perspective on the kinds of travel and the focus of the travel and what you do at those resorts, too. And my friends, Isle of Love should be ready to go public this year. All those are updates that I want to make sure that you get information on. And of course, Dr. Anya Shakina and Paul Stephen Vogue gave us pointers on erotic massage during this season. Yet, they hinted about the mysteries of Tantra. And that connects us to sexuality and spirituality. And those are worthwhile topics exploring, which we will in upcoming sessions of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. But Michael has joined us today. He came on this first season of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio, and he told us about sex furniture. And he's here today to tell us about things that he hinted at, as well as things that were hinted at by Jeannie Ryan from Wicked Chambers when she told us about costumes and fantasies and adult toys. And Michael's sex furniture line is part of all of that. And I believe that's called the black line, isn't it, Michael? Well, yeah, the, uh, we call it the black label. And uh, uh, black, label. black label kind of encompasses what we like to call playful restraint. Ah, uh-huh. And so tell us about that furniture. Well, we've got, you know, in, in pretty much any of the pieces that we have in, in our line, we can create this uh, uh, through a, utilizing a different cover, a black label version, so we can incorporate um, some sexy uh, wrist cuffs, thigh cuffs, ankle cuffs, blindfolds, um, all of those different things. So it's all about taking perhaps that person, that partner that's uh, a type A personality 
and um, you know maybe getting them to be a little bit more uh, a little bit more submissive, letting them let go a little bit, letting them try to to really enjoy the the idea and the concept of not having to be in charge and allowing somebody else to be in charge. So from a you know a role play perspective, that's um, you know a great introduction. Um, into uh, into getting, and I, I happen to be that type A person. Actually, if you look at some of the videos that we did, I was actually uh, restrained for the first time ever in my life uh, on camera with uh, you know 15 people watching. It was uh, it was an interesting experience. <laughs> I bet it was. Now that's what you're calling. I mean, basically, we hear that as S and M B and D. Um, Jeannie calls it erotic power, consensual erotic power exchange. That's sort of the same thing, right? Uh, well, I mean, you know, it, it, Justine can certainly can certainly comment. For us, as Liberator goes, we're we're not into what I'll call the the hardcore S and M and bondage and. Um, you know those type of things. There are there are a lot of companies out there that make products that are specifically designed around that lifestyle. Um, you know the fact is with any of our products, you know you can get up and walk around with it. You know cuffed to your wrist. You know, it weighs you know five pounds. Um, so really the idea is that your own body weight in many cases is laying on the product and you're cuffed to the product. And again, it's very much. Um, a light and easy introduction, which is why we call it playful restraint as opposed to, you know, uh, bondage or S&M. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'll have to defer to Justine on that one. No, I do agree. I, I'm pretty familiar with the BDSM bondage discipline, sadomasochism uh, community, and it is it is not that at all. It's more for couples that want to be adventurous and curious and try something new and playful um, to spice things up, but it's it's not meant to be true hardcore bondage or anything like that. I'm one of Liberator's biggest fans, I must say, and um, I agree. It definitely is it's more of the playful, fun um, kind of. You can giggle about it as opposed to be very, very serious and and stern and whatnot. Uh huh. And so the consensual erotic power exchange is. Um, of course, I guess we should have Jeannie on here to talk about that, huh? Is that is that a, is that a term either of you are familiar with? I am familiar with it, um, and it, it kind of crosses the same lines. But it's important to remember that there are people out there that consider themselves in the BDSM BDSM community and the kink lifestyle. Um, which is very different from a lot of the people that you would find using the Liberator Black Label products because they don't consider themselves kinky. They just consider themselves wanting to be playful and try something new. So the people that be using the Liberator type of stuff wouldn't be using Genie's terminology. They would be using the, you know, we're just trying something new, being playful, spicing things up kind of thing. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know if you've, if either one of you have been, um, Justine, I'm sure, have you been to, to the Venus show in Berlin? I have not. So there's, there's a, a, a huge trade show that's conducted in, uh, in Berlin every year. It's called Venus. And, uh, but this, to, to put it mildly to, to Justine's point, they have a whole section, a whole wing that is dedicated to, uh, the BDSM kind of lifestyle. And, and I'll, and I won't go into too much detail, but it includes, um, 
uh, crates that people are locked in. It includes, you know, gas masks. It includes chokers that dictate kind of, and, and Justine, you'll have to help me on this. Who's the, the person that wears the choker Master. is, is the, is the slave, the right? Slave. The, yes. is the slave. So yeah, that's a whole different topic that, that liberator and, and whatnot and doesn't, uh, yes. doesn't get into. We just simply like to, uh, to be a little playful. And that demonstrates the whole range of the kind of activity that falls into mo- to this into this perspective of sexuality. It's one of these topics that has all those multifacets and angles. And it's one of the topics that we'll be exploring more when we return in the future with Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. And we'll be going all the way from Liberator's Playful Restraint. Excuse me. From Liberator's Playful Restraint to whatever we can explore (laughs) at the other end. But right now, we're going to talk about other ideas coming up for Hot and Healthy Sex Radio after the commercial break. In addition to brainstorming those ideas and encouraging you listeners out there to call in with your own at 866-472-5792 or to email me. You got my email. So give us that information while we brainstorm. And, of course, we'll have the sex organ question of the week. And let's see what we can do with Justine's position. So we'll be right back for all of that. Your life, your health, your network. Voice America Health & Wellness. Jenny Friend invites you to check out her website for more information about her programs and sessions, which can be conducted in person, by phone, and via Skype. Visit www.centerforclarity.org or call 714-210-9200. Jenny's office is located in Costa Mesa, California. Stop in if you're in the area or connect with Jenny on Skype at Jenny Friend MFT. Jenny is here to help you. Visit www.centerforclarity.org. Do you know if kidney disease is affecting you? Are your kidneys healthy? You may have kidney disease and not even be aware of it. More than 31 million people have been affected by kidney disease. Teenagers today are being diagnosed with symptoms such as high blood pressure, diabetes, and obesity. These conditions can worsen kidney health and cause kidney disease. Be sure to tune in to Improve Your Kidney Health with your hosts, Dr. Rich Snyder, Mark Blackstein, and Dr. Jenna Henderson. Every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The information you get on this program could help save your life. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio with host Jenny Friend. 
If you have a question or comment about our program, we invite you to call into the show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to jennyfriendmft at sbcglobal.net. Now, back to Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. Welcome back. We've been talking about those upcoming ideas for Hot and Healthy Sex Radio, as well as what's available to you already in the archives that you can continue to learn from until we return live. And if you have more suggestions, you can always call in at 866-472-5792, or you can email me. And you can call that same number if you want to answer the sex organ question of the week. So I think I'll give you that sex organ question of the week now, so you'll have time to think about it while we brainstorm other interesting ideas for the future of Hot and Healthy Sex Radio. Don't forget, you can call in with the answer at 866-472-5792. So the question is, what is the longest sex organ men have? 866-472-5792. So let's I, think, get back. I think that's a trick question. Is it longest or uh, largest? Longest. Longest, okay. Yes, longest. Got it. <laughs> now, don't forget, Michael, I haven't had any repeat organs on this show. Got it. So, okay. so this, for this organ, we're digging deep. Got it. <laughs> okay. So... We've been brainstorming, um, and we've come up with this really interesting idea of bondage or playful restraint. What other kinds of ideas do you think would be good for talking about on the air, Dr. Justine, Michael? Well, I've got tons of them, so I'll let Justine. No, you go first. You go first. There's nothing I don't like talking about as it relates to sex, so. I'm right there with you. Well, you know, it depends. You, you can, I mean, for example, we do salons here in our store where we actually, believe it or not, going all the way back to basics, how do you pick a, the, a vibrator? You know, right. how do you how do you pick the best, best, how do you test a vibrator? And it's funny, we have people come in the store and we tell them to touch the vibrator to the tip of their nose um, is the best way to actually feel the power of it. Um, you know, discussing with clients that come into the store, are you, do you prefer internal or do you prefer external? So, I mean, there's, you know, there's so many variations that really go into just picking the right vibrator. Um, uh-huh. You know, there's, there's huge points of discussion on that. And that's an idea with different kinds of vibrators. Maybe we'll have vibrating testing. We'll have a bunch of women testing different vibrators across the country. There you go. <laughs> that could be fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking about long, you know, across the country, one of the things that's been suggested to me is long-distance relationships. How do people maintain and get intimate, especially in the hour, in the area of sexuality, when they're having a long-distance relationship. Phone. A lot of sex. negotiation of rules and boundaries and what's okay and what's not okay and all of that. Um, you have to have good communication to make that work. And phone sex, I heard Michael say. 
Yeah, that's you know, I'm yeah, I'm sorry. I, I approach it from the non scientific perspective. I'm sorry, Jesse. <laughs> but yeah, but that's right. the point. That's those are two sides of this issue. We have an emotional side, which of course our ladies are interested in, and we have the physical side, which of course our men are interested well, in. Well, don't sell us short. <laughs> yeah, we're interested in both. They're both linked if you can if you can verbally uh, make your partner feel like you're there with them. With the there's a way to do that now. It's called teledildonics. Teledildonics. I love that. You're gonna have to trademark that. Uh, I think it's probably already, but it, it? it involves plugging something in one computer and your partner controlling it over the internet and <laughs> stimulating you from across the country or the world or wherever you might be. Um, and so you just you plug it in and they operate it for you and. Um, wow! Yeah, That's I'll be talking awesome. about that tonight in my um, workshop I'm doing here in Florida on sex and technology. Cool. And here I was just thinking about plain old cyber sex where you're just looking at their picture or you have yeah, them on Skype where they're live. <laughs> That's really cool. I'm glad you brought that up, Justine, because we'll, we'll definitely be exploring that in the future. And then, of course, we have the idea of multiple orgasms for men. For women, we're kind of starting to accept it that women have multiple orgasms. But the idea that men can have multiple orgasms is still kind of uh, interesting out there. People are still asking questions. Absolutely. That's one of the few things that um, female sexuality uh, beats the men out of. So. Uh-huh. And then, of course, some of the other topics that have been suggested to me are sex and aging, guilt and sexuality. I'm sorry, Justine? That's a really important one. Older Uh adults are sexual beings. It's important to remember, people are sexual beings from birth to death, and they want to be sexual. I'm actually speaking at a conference in two weeks on um, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender issues uh, and sexuality as they uh, relate to older adults because people want to be sexual when they're older and now we have things like Viagra where men can get erections forever um, and it's easier to do that. And then there's higher rates of sexually transmitted infections among older adults um, because of all of these things but also because people want to be sexual and say a partner passes away or someone yes. goes Yes. See the big living. topic we have there? That's a show in and of itself. It is. And that's and, the liberator plays in that area because we get, you know, people that come in, they say, I have fibromyalgia or I have this or I have that. And they can't, even with their partner, we've got people that say, I, haven't, I have not been able to have sex with my partner for the last five years. And, and by utilizing, you know, pillows or a specific liberator product, they are actually able to experience this intimacy that they haven't been able to in years. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's absolutely agree with Justine. I mean, people are sexual beings. It's, you know, Huge. I love that from, from, I don't know if quite from birth, but. Huge topic. We got it. We got to go. No. Thank yeah. you. We got, we got all this interesting t- stuff coming up. <laughs> so you can see that this is going to be a show that can go on and give information for years to come. We just need a slight break now, but it's coming back. And we'll be talking about all of this stuff and more, but I don't want to forget about giving the answer to the sex organ question of the week because Dr. Cindy gets on me when I do. 
So let me just give you a couple more hints, and then we're going to close that out. And we'll let Justine talk a little bit about that position. The lack of this sexual organ is one of the things that confuses the idea that women can ejaculate. This organ plays a huge role in birth control, a huge role. So, Dr. Justine, take two minutes and tell me more about that position that you were talking about, stimulating the G-spot and the glands there. So in that doggy style position, you can be bent over. Um, your partner can be stimulating you um, with fingers, a toy, a penis made of flesh or plastic, doesn't matter. You can make that position more comfortable with pillows underneath you. You can use the liberator products like the ramp or the wedge or products like that to lift your pelvis up a little bit to make it a little more comfortable. Um, there's also other things out there, uh, like there's a doggy Perfect. style strap you could put around that, your waist. Fantastic. That's fantastic. And watch out for the squirting. But real quick, you guys got any answers to the to the question? It delivers the cells to the prostate. Got an answer for me? I'm out. The vats. I'm sorry, Michael. I said I'm out. <laughs> the vas deferens. Vas deferens. Yes, that's the one that carries the the cells from your from your scrotum to your prostate for your ejaculatory fluid. And that's what they snip during vasectomies. That's wow. right. <laughs> this conversation has taken a turn. I'm a little comfortable now. <laughs> well, we're out of time anyway. So you'll have to come back and join us for the future Hot and Healthy Sex Radio when when we can make you a little more comfortable. I and can't believe we're leaving on vasectomy. well we'll come back on other things that's for sure so thank you again for joining me dr justine michael kane of liberator and we look forward to seeing you again on hot and healthy sex radio Thank you again for joining us this week. Hot and Healthy Sex Radio with Jenny Friend can be heard live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have an amazing week.